0: welcome to counseling conversations with Julie brought to you by beyond the surface counseling a podcast where we look through the lens of counseling to help you improve your relationships life and look for ways to live a more healthy fulfilling life in today's episode we're going to be talking about hearing the voice of the child and a little bit of a peek behind in a counselling session working with parents before I actually see your child. So hearing the voice of the child, when I reflect on those words, I think about the changes that have happened in the last century. Well that's certainly showing my age, isn't it? If I can think about the last century and last century, you know, people were not that interested in hearing the voices of children. Children Often, you heard the expression, "were to be seen and not heard, and pretty much silenced and shut down. A lot of go to your room, no dinner for you, forget about your pocket money this week. And that's because adults, parents and teachers were not aware that the child's behaviour is driven by some strong emotions that may be too big for the child to handle. And think about, if you're a child what do you do with those big feelings can result in a behavior that's not so positive or the child pushes or swallows their emotions down which impacts on their self-worth so as adults we need to learn to hear what is behind those behaviors to help to help your child parents can learn the language of emotions and where possible be in the present moment. Watch your own bodily responses when something upsets you or your child. You can practice noticing and responding to your own anger before it gets too large and lose control. Because when adults and parents are in a calm space, it leads to a more relaxing communication style and everybody's wishes hurts and hopes and needs are actually heard. A relaxed communication style creates a more welcoming space that allows conversations about the problem, how to use strategies to help those problems, and it helps children make better choices next time. Conversations about discovering these big feelings increases a child's emotional intelligence. And also it really connects your family for those really precious and special times together rather than arguments and that continuous pushing your child to do certain jobs in the house or certain things. A child with intense emotion needs a kinder, wiser adult to show them how to safely reconnect to themselves, respond to their feelings, name their feelings and to find out, or help them find out, what is going on for them. It's essential to let them know that everyone experiences different feelings, including you, and maybe possibly talk a little bit about your own personal experience and how you use different strategies to help those feelings, and when you recognise them coming on, how you can calm yourself down. Neuroscientific research shows that fostering Emotional awareness and social, and social ways to express emotions are optimal for your child's social brain development. And as we know, we're all individual and every child has their own unique emotional ways of responding to life's tricky moments. Things to consider when we're looking at children's emotional responses or even our own is our birth order. Where do we sit in our birth order? That's a very telling sign of how we respond to things. Our temperament. Are we just, you know, carefree, happy-go-lucky? Or are we more intense, possibly anxious? Our genetics. You know, we need to look at our hereditary and where do we come from? Our expectations of our family dynamics are all formative in our identity development, including how we express ourselves, be it positive or sometimes not in positive ways. Have you ever thought, when you've looked at your children, or relatives' children, or even your own siblings, whoa, how different can I be to my sister, brother, or how different can my own children be to each other? This is our little little peek inside of counselling session. So when I work with children and families, I always see the parents first and I create a safe space to hear the voice of the parent. As a counsellor, I listen to you and what your life has been like as parents. What your hopes and dreams for your family are. What direction do you want to go? And when you get there, what will it look like? What's working well for you and your family? And what do you most admire about your child? As well as looking at a little bit of a family picture, who else is in the family, including pets, you know, important important people in yours and your child's life. Because most of us default when we are under stress and repeat behaviours that we've experienced from our own childhoods. Having a conversation with you before meeting your child allows me to hear previously unprocessed hurts you may have. They may be big or little traumas from your own childhood, that you may not even be realising that your own child's behaviour is triggering. Those old and frightening intergenerational responses. I certainly can help you with that, providing you strategies for yourself and your child. When I work with parents, it's important that we have a partnership, that we feel safe with each other because you are the ones who see your child every day and you are your child's role model. You can demonstrate How to be the person you want your child to grow up to become we look at different strategies that have worked previously for your child when they're expressing big emotions what hasn't worked we look at different ways that your child responds to different people we delve deeper into what the actual problem is. We name the problem before we see the child. I hope that's been helpful. I'd like to leave you with this thought. Don't worry that children never listen to you. Worry that they are always watching you. That's by Robert Fulgham. interesting an interesting little thought to have thank you for joining me today I hope you have found counseling conversations with Julie helpful until next time be kind and gentle on yourself